0: Man, I've been hooked on risotto lately. You guys ever get down to a good a risotto?
1: Ooh, that's uh, my thing. A, that's my jam. I made
2: a, a mushroom and chive risotto last week. Dude, it was so
0: good.
1: You. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Disc Gauntlet Radio. Disc Gauntlet Radio is a disc golf podcast dedicated to the news and information involving Disc Gauntlet. It is also a place where Disc Gauntlet team members and owners can share their perspective and insight with news regarding the disc golf community. Thank you for tuning in for Episode 1, Disc Gauntlet Who? Disc Gauntlet Radio, and today I have Cash Minks and Jake Hedden, two owners of Disc Gauntlet, and they're here to talk about Episode One, Disc Gauntlet. Who? Uh, thanks for joining me, guys.
2: Hey, thanks for uh, hosting. Uh, it's gonna be a fun time to uh, kind of delve into not only what we operate as uh, as an entity, but also just all things Nebraska disc golf and also just the world of disc golf around
1: us.
0: Man, I'm not going to lie. When you said Disgauntlet Who, I almost want to be like, Mike Jones. Just
1: Mike Jones. <laughs> who? Awesome, man. Awesome. Well, I mean, I was thinking about the structure here, and I think it'd be wrong to just jump into who Disgauntlet is without getting to know a little bit about you two. I know a lot of guys and gals listening to this are going to know a little bit about you, you guys. Have been staples in the Nebraska scene for a while, but for anyone listening, you know, how they get their start in disc golf and just a little background, if you will.
0: Man, mine is not probably as interesting as Cash. I'm definitely like the uh, novice rated intermediate on the course, and I own that title. If anybody wants to come after it, I'll defend it. Um, <clears throat> honestly, man, like I, I've been playing like disc golf for a while, but didn't realize like What I was doing in college, we used to just play like object golf around campus and then just go down to the football field and see how hard we can throw these discs that we didn't really understand what they did. Um, And then once I moved to Lincoln in 2014, my wife and I, we just needed something to do. And we had some friends um, from back home that played not like seriously, but they were casual disc golfers. So we started going to tier with them. And then I just started meeting people on the course and hearing about LFDC. And then I just kind of jumped in and yeah.
1: yeah, That's awesome. Yeah. Talking about the LFDC, I think that was the first time I met you or, or or at least heard of you. I I was just getting into the scene and um, I've only been playing for a couple of years, but um, I'm, I'm, hook, line, and sinker, you know, and I think I saw you at the 2019 Star City Shootout, um, yeah. that was an awesome event, uh, beautiful day for uh, some disc golf at Roper West and Roper East, but yeah, it was the first time I think I met the infamous Jake Hedden, and, and you, were, you were behind the scenes, I, you were at the computer, like you're the wizard, you know, in Wizard <laughs> of Oz, you're just running it all, and yeah, it was uh, pretty cool, I think I um first time I met Cash um, was in Grand Island. I moved to Grand Island and I think I probably caught him at a league round one night at Stolly Park. Um but Cash, what do you what do you got for us? Um
2: so I actually got into disc golf at a very young age, about 5. No, that does not mean I'm very good at disc golf. Um uh my dad would take me out. We'd just do object golf up and down the street, you know, hit the tree and the parse three or hit the stop sign, hit the van. Um, so that's how I got into it when I was younger. And then I remember right when Stalley Park, which is our home course here in Grand Island was installed, um, we would go every now and then for the first couple of years it was open. And then um, I kind of fell out of it, just obviously, you know, growing up you get other hobbies and other priorities, school and this and that. Um, then a couple friends in high school, uh, that were on my youth group, they invited me out to go play uh, disc golf. They gave me a couple frisbees. All of a sudden, about a month later, I've got a, a bag and like thirty discs. <laughs> and uh, it has been history from there. Um I signed up for the PDGA in the twenty in twenty fourteen. Uh kind of played on and off tournaments here and there, but then uh in twenty eighteen I really hit the road, uh started traveling across states. Uh a lot of people, tournament directors, uh, pro players, everybody kind of knows me feels like I go to tournaments and more people know me than I know them um, yeah, you seem and, kind of
1: like uh, the the road warrior of of Nebraska definitely one of the yes. few
2: <laughs> yes uh, in about 2018 late 2018 2019 we kind of formed a group of some friends that all just hit the road there's you know seven of us we'll split a hotel room or two hotel rooms or an Airbnb uh, and just go everywhere we can go. I've played several championship-level courses on the Pro Tour and this and that. Um, some priority shifts in life. Uh, we're moving. I'm moving more to a tournament director role. I uh, feel like I have seen enough uh, events. I, I know that I've got over 100 uh, career events under my belt. Um, I know how to run a good event, and I know what a bad event looks like, and uh, I'm ready to uh, show Nebraska what disc golf can be.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. I think, uh, you know, the the partnership here is is great because, like Jake said, he's going to hold this title of rec intermediate golfer, which I I think I think you can let that go sometime. It's okay. <laughs> um, but you know, there is like this sort of you know difference here in relationship of what you guys bring to the table, and I know in due time we'll be talking to Vale, uh, another member of Disc Gauntlet who uh, brings another uh, flavor to the to the table. So. I mean, we could jump into kind of the history of Disgauntlet, but we give like a brief like sales pitch of about 15 seconds saying, what is Disc Gauntlet.
0: Man, when we were doing like looking over the team applications, I think the thing that I really loved was like for the players, by the players, um, you know, neither Cash or I are hitting the road to be on the DGPT, just local local amateurs (laughs) (laughs) yeah
1: for sure
2: um i i think the biggest thing that we have to offer is we don't have like a combative response um i i very much live by the motto of seek to understand then to be understood um and that is a very good trait to have as a tournament director because you have several personalities that come to events and a lot of skill levels so you have to be understanding and know how to take constructive criticism and apply it effectively
1: i was um i applied and and i'm so thankful i was able to make the team i appreciate it guys thank you i guess this is the first formal thank you i'm I'm giving you here on our (laughs) podcast but uh no problem (laughs) so but i it was one of those things where i i'm still quite new to the sport and when i first got into events just a couple years ago I was like, uh, people were running events, you had tournament directors, and they're like one-off things. And and one of the repetitive things I saw in 2019 was Disc Gauntlet and running multiple events. And there was a community being built. And, you know, I talked to a few guys in the Tri-City area and, and around the state. And, you know, Disc Gauntlet's kind of made a name for itself already in the first few years here. And I think, you know, we got to kind of take a look back and see, you know, where did gauntlet come from? Like how did gauntlet come about? I mean, I know a little bit of the history, but definitely not the ins and outs. And man, I'd love for you guys to share that right now.
0: So so Discauntlet was actually the, uh, <clears throat> the brainchild of Ben Langley. Um, I think he ran like, a, he ran an event at York and it was just like torrential downpour, just like the wettest round you could you could play in um and so we, he hosted that tournament and then um i joined lfdc uh went went to a meeting uh found found ben and i to think very like similarly so we started playing together hanging out together um the star city shootout that him and i ran came around and and there was nobody available to run it and we were just like Should we give it a shot? I'd never played in a B tier at this point. So (laughs) running a B tier without playing in one. Um, but we, we, we started kind of getting into the planning stages of SCSO. Um, a little, a little bit before that though, I guess we, we had talked about, man, let's run some events next year. Like we both talked about, um, you know, just not, not a ton of events happening in Nebraska. So we, uh, we found ourselves organizing a lot of LFDC v- events together and found that we just worked well together. Um, so we ran our first event officially under the disc gauntlet umbrella down in Maryville and Ben's stomping grounds. We called it the campus clash that year. When, and when was that? That was March. I want to say March 27th of 2019.
1: Okay. So March 27th, 2019. Yeah, that official. was the first one. All right, And that 31st.
0: one, <laughs> that one oh, we 31st. 31st, yeah.
1: <laughs> the, the founder doesn't even know the founding day.
0: Nah, bro, it's, <laughs> all, a, it's all a blur, man. And, like, I played my first C tier two weekends before that down in McCluth. um, And then I ran one two weeks before because Ben was like, yo, man, like, this is my home course. Do you care if I play? I was like, yeah, brother, like, go for it, dude. And then I was just, like, left to myself in my Durango it was pretty cold that day too and I remember like that event we didn't know what we were doing like we ordered a bunch of like gateway stuff and everybody was like what's this I'm not going to throw it and we're like yeah but the artwork's super cool and then like we put in a DD order for our first run of disc gauntlet stamps and we were down at blue blood after putting league and Ben's like yeah dude we got to order like a whole bunch of kings like people love kings And I think we got I think I finally sold our last king. I'm not kidding you, like two months ago. Uh, Could not I, give them away.
1: I I definitely got a couple kings from you guys. So I, I'm 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 in the minority there. Or maybe oh, in Ben's so eyes, much. I'm one of the those in the majority that loves the kings. <laughs> no, I put that down on a roller because I can't control anything else, you know, more stable than that. But yeah, that's why you mentioned gateway and you know the stamps are looking cool. And you know, we had a conversation about artwork before this and that's one thing I learned uh, real quick in the area. Um, I started playing with, you know, what you get at Walmart, right? The DX Pro Plastic Nova and um, I go to Leagues and they got all this different stuff. I'm like, wait, you got YouTube channels with this stuff and you sell things online. Like I was like, what? This is actually more than recreational. Like this is legit. So yeah, I learned that DD and Trilogy was sort of the, the lifeline around here in the Midwest.
2: Uh, some people would ask, like, how the name Disc Gauntlet came about, and I'm pretty sure, if I'm not mistaken, it was it was mainly like a meme. Um, so the LFDc had a thing where, like, if a newbie came in and posted, there would be just a core of like ten individuals that would roast, like, it, obviously not growing the sport whatsoever. Um, and it kind of like became what what Ben named was the disc gauntlet, Obviously, <laughs> like it'd be a newbie lost a disc oh he 's got to go through the disc gauntlet before he finds where it 's at or whatever oh, that's um awesome. so that's kind of the, I think that's the the backstory of the name um i've known Ben a very long time and very long time as in five years, which is a long time for me um i I met him just because he moved to Lincoln. I lived in Lincoln at the time, and i it was mainly just like different priorities as far as, you know, he was wanting to grow the local scene and play di- and, and, and get disc golf tournaments going. And I was like, nah, man, I, I just want to go play disc golf in other States. I'm good. Um, and it was funny because the first time I actually ever met Jake was at that Maryville tournament, the first disc golf event, I showed up and we went down to uh, gosh, Harrington, Kansas the day before. So it's like, it's a three-hour drive between Harrington, Kansas, and Maryville, Missouri. Uh, we play the two rounds on Saturday. I get into uh, a buddy of ours, Corey Honeycutt's uh, Honda Civic, with two other, with me and him and somebody else all packed. I'm like Lego or uh, Tetris in the back, and I show up morning of Maryville, and I like must have pulled a hamstring or something and that was like the first time jake ever met me i'm popping freaking (laughs) (laughs) painkillers stretching all over like ever i'd throw and sit on the ground and start stretching
1: (laughs) oh man that car story reminds me of the old uh rugby college days of you know packing six people in a car and heading out so i I, that i see that that sort of um vibe and culture in in disc golf it's a really tight you know smaller community that's obviously growing much more now so i saw jake was shaking his head head no about something i gotta i gotta hear this
0: so he i must not be a very memorable person or i just blended well (laughs) because because the first time that i met cash like not met him but was was in a room with him um oh yeah i'd I'd heard all about the lfdc (laughs) and i was looking at their website and i was like they got a board meeting coming up but it's open to everybody so I like talked to this dude that I was playing with it was like you want to go he's like nah man you just go and let me know so I talked to Ben and I'm like I'm ready to go like I'm kind of nervous like going to this board meeting because I don't know what to expect and it was at it was at the president's like place of business and I walk in and there's like four people there in <laughs> cash and Ben it was cash Ben randy gordon zach brandstetter um i guess there's probably five i think dom was there too and i just like walk in and sit down quietly and i'm just like shit what did i get myself into (laughs) like i get my 25 bucks back here you can have the towel i'm glad i I stuck it out i just remember like looking at cash and like admiring his hat i was like that's kind (laughs) of a dope hat and then he like took it off and i was like damn how old is this dude what's going on
2: <laughs> yeah it obviously we're on audio i i am very much in the process of bald
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah well yeah but, we'll definitely um we'll leave that
2: <laughs> yeah that that whole, that that lfdc meeting not very memorable because uh that was like gosh it was only a couple weeks before i was to leave uh lincoln and move back home um, and Zach Branstetter was like, Hey, we'd really like your uh your your side of things if you come to the to our meeting. So I'm like, Cool. I'm not even an LFDC member or anything. It's just like, hey, this is the guy that just doesn't come to any of our local events. He <laughs> just chooses to go other places.
1: <laughs> so gotcha. So I mean you guys so the first time you remember Cash was actually at a disgauntlet event, you know, one of the first events and then you know, we had 2019, I, you know, played the, I didn't do the York throwdown, I think I was gone um, during the summer at that time, I think I was in Vegas, which super yeah. hot then, I wish I would have been Nebraska at that time, but uh, no, Um, so it would have been, I think I played the Star City shootout, I can't remember um, what else, if I got got to any other discon events in 2019 but Bro, 2019,
0: 2019 was so hodgepodge. It was yeah. such a hodgepodge year. So
1: 2019 in the words of Jake Hedden, a uh, hodgepodge year. Uh you finished 2019 and are there any changes um in 2019 moving into 2020?
0: Yeah, so we had we we sat down and really reflected on um, what we wanted Disc Golf it to be and go into these smaller courses. Cause like, you know, you, you play the Omaha courses for the big tournaments, you play the Lincoln courses, you're going to play cotton mill. And we were like, dude, York is fun. Beatrice is, you know, amazing. Um, we really, we really like getting down with the Southeast Nebraska boys down there in Auburn, Peru and Indian cave. Um, just like really getting into some of those smaller towns with those smaller courses. And like, what I found is there's, there's so many people who come to those events that are like from those small towns, but like mm. travel to Omaha and Lincoln all the time. And it's like, well, let's go show them some love at their course. Even if it's just a little nine hole course, like let's make it work. Um, so we really took that to heart um, in, in, in looking for where we wanted to go and then it's kind of just evolved into, into 2021. 2020, we were a lot more organized. Obviously, the COVID situation, um, we had to shut down a couple events. But we, we kicked it back off with York Throwdown. And from 20 I think in 2019, we had 25 players at York Throwdown. Um, and in 2020, we filled a field of 72. And we actually had to turn some people away due to COVID restrictions. Um,
1: yeah, that was a, that was a great event. Um, I'll be honest. I mean, I think uh, some listeners will know I'm not a fan of one of the courses. Um, I don't mind throwing out in the open, but I, I do like a little bit of scenery when I'm throwing a disc. That's a big plus for me. That's why I love Hummel and Cotton Mill and Shadron State Park, you know, beautiful courses. Um, but man, it was a it was a fun time. And I heard you had you know, you go from 2019 and, you know, not a full field. And then a year later, you got a full field people from Kansas. I, I played with a guy from Kansas who's, you know, plays in Emporia all the time. There's some guys from Colorado coming in. And mm-hmm. I mean, it was a, it was a big deal for getting kind of that startup again, back in 2020. Yep.
0: And I got to, I, we got a shout out to uh, Kathy and Chuck Francis on that. Like we were running two courses and like, exchanging boards like score ports and counting scores and even just like trying to get a bite to eat um is kind of a nightmare (laughs) when you're running two courses as a tournament director in different pools and stuff um chuck and kathy opened their doors you were you and uh haley were there and there was just like a group of eight of us that just like counted scores and pounded sandwiches and we were done super quick it was awesome
1: yeah and i i I remember being there and i thought one of the coolest things for me i'm still quite green to everything and i'm listening to you and ant was there and chuck and Vale, and you guys were talking about rules i'm like how do you get who knows like this rule like this is the most obscure rule i think you could have i think it was like throwing a disc within 15 feet or 15 meters of a bag and it rolling away or it was just something ridiculous and ant was like spot on i'm like dude that's that's crazy Yeah, if you big... want to
0: learn the rules of disc golf, like go to Anthony Sump's profile, hit follow <laughs> and like follow disc golf debate group. Like yeah. Sump, is, Sump is like one of, he, he's like a walking PDJ rule. Exactly. Book. So yeah, I just okay. follow him around Facebook and just like taking this information.
2: Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite things about your throat on, I actually played that event. Um, and I played with both of the guys that came from Colorado and, uh, And one of my favorite things that they said was they loved how much effort and work we put into not only the course, but the running of the event on just nine-hole courses. He's like, you don't even see this on 18-hole courses in Colorado, Um, which was a huge compliment because I feel like that's the biggest thing. Um, We we did a lot of outreach uh, through the year with a lot of the veterans of Nebraska as far as – we didn't want to we didn't want to seem like we were moving ahead without them you know we want to uh we want to inc- involve the history and we want to embrace the history but we also want to move forward into uh what the sport can be uh and the biggest thing that one of them said was it really shines true that you roll out the red carpet on every event whether it's a C tier B tier A tier national tour even an unsanctioned doubles event that you're doing everything that you could possibly can to make that event run smoothly. And that's the biggest thing that we have done and we've taken to heart because there's been many times where Jake and I, even in uh, 2020, especially with the COVID pandemic, like we were sitting there just stressed out about wanting to make sure that we were going to be doing the right thing as far as running the event correctly, um, but also making sure that we're putting player safety in mind. Uh, And I, I feel like we did really well and I, I, I'm i really happy that, obviously, we, we're not happy that COVID happened, but I'm happy right. that we had that experience to go through, because um, I do believe it did make us a better tournament directors in the end.
1: Yeah, I, I, w- I would say just feedback, having played a couple events in 2020, it's, you know, disc golf community is growing, but it's still quite small and tight, and everyone knows someone within the community, yep. you know, there's the connections, and by now I think we would have heard anything when it comes to negative feedback and I I haven't heard anything about you know not just you guys but the community as a whole in Nebraska you know and how they treat you know the tournaments you know in 2020 and and dealt with all of it so I mean you guys handled it you know pretty well so kudos to that um so you know kind of you know, we're off topic, which is great. Cause we're talking about these amazing events happening last year, but you had the, so you come back kind of from COVID and York's the first one where we can really do anything or you guys can put anything on. And then, you know, what, what are some highlights from that, from the 2020 season afterwards?
0: Bro, I think as stressful as Siege of Stanton Lake was, that tournament was so much fun from a tournament director standpoint. Like it was so hot and we were out there the day before. Um, If I remember correctly too, this was my favorite player pack. Um, We had ordered from Discraft and I just ordered a bunch of Zeus's and a bunch of Luna's and you could like pick which one you were, but we didn't have any artwork because of COVID and we weren't really sure if we were going to run it so like the player pack stamp on the disc it was literally just words that said this is a disc gauntlet player pack disc from the siege of stanton lake oh. <laughs> and they had the date Class. on it <laughs> and like people showed up to get him and they like kind of looked at it and looked at me looked back at it and they were just like you know what makes sense
2: <laughs> just covid, <laughs> <laughs> COVID bro yeah.
0: but like that that event we went down there um Man, we went down there the week before, and kind of kind of prepped everything. Um, talking about layout, we knew we had to move some baskets. We knew we had to move some tea pads, just because there's some crisscrossy stuff. Um, and then like that that weekend. Cash, that was the weekend that we went down to Holton, Kansas, and camped with my wife's family, and then we yes, went to. Yes. Uh, we went to Topeka. We went to Topeka, and we both thought we threw like the most perfect forehand <laughs> shots, and they were both in the water, and we were so mad we just like left. It was I amazing. lost
2: the prettiest felon in the game. His <laughs> custom stacks died, which I know oh, no. for sure. I'm not getting that back because custom stacks in Topeka. <laughs> not in
0: Topeka, bro.
2: everybody knows who he is no uh i think for sure like stanton lake just the way that that tournament rolled um and like i said with with all the stress that we had just going into the event and then just watching the last person come up and accept their award uh was just a, a just an opening feeling um a backstory to that at least is i that was the first tournament uh, on our discount schedule that I actually pulled out of um, to specifically just run the event. Um, I told Jake the night before, I said, hey, you know, if somebody shows up in the morning um, and they want to play all that they can have my spot free of charge, uh, I said, I just want to work on running a good en- a- event and this and that. Uh, somebody showed up the morning of, they, they, they played for free. Uh, and I'm I'm glad that I took that step because it made me realize that uh, I am enjoying watching people have a good time at a tournament rather than just playing the tournament myself. Um, so just that was a good memory in itself. Uh, we obviously did have a few of our own hiccups from that event um, that we have learned from and will not do again, uh, knock on wood. Um, but I think S- Siege was just... The way, like I said, like the way it just ended, the way it went, I think just encompasses what we are able to do and what we can do with, in my opinion, uh, a sack of potatoes as far as uh, supplies and of ev- course, and this and that. But man, just Jake, Jake came to me. I never saw Siege or the, the Stanton Lake until uh, the weekend we got there, the Friday night we got down there. And he was like, dude, he's like, we got to figure out because we got 70 people out on this course tomorrow. And <laughs> th- I'm telling you, there's fairways crossing each other. Uh, this and that. I was like, hey, man, I was like, let me just do my thing. And uh, I, we, got, we got a lot of compliments as far as, uh, you know, we moved some T-pads to the side. We moved some baskets, this and that. And we got a lot of compliments as far as how we made um, a course like that flow as well as it did.
0: I'm so happy that you say sack of potatoes with Cedar Stanton Lake. <laughs> because I remember like at lunch, I'm like walking around uh looking for Ben Peters for something. I can't remember what it was. And I like look over like at the camping spot, and there's the Peter boy, the Peters brothers, all like gathered around this uh like campfire grill, just like bacon potatoes for lunch. And I was like, <laughs> that is what I want, dude. A baked yep. potato sounds so good. Yeah.
1: It- well, one thing you mentioned, I, you know, would like to touch on, you talked about stepping back and, and being the TD and not the mm-hmm. player at, you know, yep. as well in that event. And we've talked about it before, how important that can be for an event for a TD to really be yeah, out of it and be accessible to everyone at any point, you know, with whatever. And you talk about having fun. I think one of the probably coolest tournaments I went to, and I'm thankful that I got to, it, it was uh, my first time being there. And from what I've heard the last time, maybe not in the future, who knows, but I got to um, Atlantic, Iowa for the mm-hmm. Coca-Cola classic. Oh, yep. And is it Frank, right? Who's yep. the, Sal yeah.
2: Meyer.
1: Oh, the, the guy just had fun the whole time from sunup to sundown. You can tell that he was having a blast with it and, you know, he wasn't playing and I, I think it's great, you know, seeing you and Jake, out on the courses um enjoying just being the td of the event and seeing everyone else enjoy it i've i've kind of been in that boat a couple of times i I run non-sanctioned stuff i try to really get the grand island and tri-city community into things so trilogy challenge uh winter wizard ace race and stuff and it's so cool just seeing new people come to an event um you know repeat people coming because they like the event they like what you do and i know you guys have that there's quite a few guys in the nebraska area but also outside nebraska that will come back to nebraska to play a disc gauntlet event because of you guys and that's awesome
0: yeah and, and one of the one of the best things about being a td like Vale, Vale told me Vale's one that told me this he's like hey man if you're gonna run a good event you can't play it like that's what's gonna yep. separate good events from great events and like you can be a tournament director and just sort of sit at tournament central um, or like siege if tournament central is just like a bombing zone because you have shots coming from four different directions at you. Um, but like, I think about the, uh, oh, the, the TO expressway iron man. And we were at Staly and just like, I could like leave my car. And I went and walked with, you know a card of guys and then like i always love to go walk with the ladies card like if yep. you're running an event go walk with the ladies card because they are hands down having the most fun on the exactly. course at any given time yep. so it's, it's super cool to just get to go and walk with people and get to know them um, makes payouts a lot more fun at the end it's super cool
2: yeah no i uh, uh touching on top of what you said as far as not playing your uh, own event Um, And it's no diss, obviously, to any tournament directors that do play their own events. Um, I'm sure they're uh, fantastic. But no, Uh, I'd say like 80% of the tournaments that I've had bad experiences at as far as like the way that the process has gone or just interactions, has involved with the tournament director playing their own events, and that's something that I've touched on uh, both as far as in the in the workings with Vale, Jake, and I. Obviously, we've got three of us, so there's a benefit of that. You know, if one of us comes up day of and we're not quite full, somebody wants to play, go ahead, no big deal. Um, but we're we're at most times going to be having at least one person out of the three of us not running or not playing the event and just strictly running the event because uh, to me that is very important just based off of my own experience at uh going to events
1: right i mean that's a and that's a philosophy right like you know how yep. how are you going to approach your events and i've been to some events that i've you know really enjoyed and the td has you know been a part of it and they make it sort of a, a fun environment because they are a part of it in that way um yep. some some tds can handle it some can't and i think you touched on that mm-hmm. so you guys um you know have great memories of siege of stanton lake um, hot as can be. I remember um, the To Expressway Ironman. Hot as can be. I will say, I am glad I didn't do it. No offense. Um, I ran the Trilogy Challenge the day before. I played. I have a heart condition. Not going to go into details, but I can't handle two hot days. You know, out disc golfing all day. And I think that Sunday for the To Expressway. It had to be one of the top ten hottest days of the year. It was, oh, it was unbelievable. Like
2: top three hottest days
1: yeah, of the year. It was unbelievable. Brutal.
0: And what's what's that course with all the goose poop?
1: Oh yeah. Ellie oh, Ray. Uh, Ellie Ray.
0: <laughs> Man, goose poop like stinks already. <laughs> you put you put goose poop in an oven. Uh,
1: oh yeah. Ellie Ray. But yeah, and you don't you don't you're in shade a little bit there but for the most part you're out out in the sun baking so um, but so yeah, it's just
2: a long day I mean it, that's why it's called an Ironman you play uh, you play Lake Hastings which is probably in the top five courses in Nebraska and then you go uh, to Grand Island and play the two nine holes there uh, and honestly Sully Park like that that uh, pro side pads man it's no joke those are some some hard shots
1: yeah I mean I'm an intermediate golfer I'm gonna take a leap of faith to advance in some events this year we'll see we'll see how that goes but you know i'm always happy to be at par or maybe one or two yeah. under par if i'm playing the pro pads it's that the you know rec pads that you try to get your strokes on but yeah. you know you mentioned iron man and and that makes me think like one of my first events i went out with nick whited to um omaha for the iron man there and it was seymour two rounds there and then i think around at aspen and I was so sore. That's the most disc golf I've ever played yep. in one day. And I've kind of learned like, wow, this is awesome and fun, but this is a whole different beast. And you guys actually, you have a few Ironmans. It's not just one. I mean, you had, I think three last year. Yep. Um, and I think that's, you know, shows how you can highlight those small courses. We want to talk about, you know, the Ironmans at all and, and sort of the, the fun aspects and the, and the difference that an Ironman brings
2: yeah, so the Ironman is fun as far as it feels like everybody that is at an Ironman is like a disc golf fanatic because I mean, why else would you be out there, hundred degree day, playing ninety holes of golf uh, for a rating? Like, and obviously we're we're a few uh, or we're the only people, as far as I have seen, that have rated um, Ironmans. Uh, Obviously, if you've looked at the Disgauntlet schedule going into 2021, uh, you don't see any Ironmans on that schedule. Uh, the reason behind that being is it's hard, especially running a sanctioned event, one, uh, to have people motivated to come to the event to play for a rating with that much golf in one day. Uh, and secondly, a lot of our Ironmans were on Sundays. So even then, we're, we're cutting the fields uh, based off of just predicaments. But that being said, uh, we do plan on having Ironmans, the ones that we at least ran in 2020, as like pop up stuff. So, especially when uh, the weather starts getting nice in March, April, if there's an off weekend in Nebraska, uh, we'll pop something up, you know, kind of do what we call our Ironman pricing. Uh, So, amateurs are $10 player pack only, Uh, you know, you'll get $10, $15, $20 worth of value out of that player's pack. Um, and then obviously three rated rounds, and then uh, pros would be 20 bucks. Um, it's just something kind of you kind of get that like unsanctioned event feel, but also can play uh, sanctioned uh, play in return. It's good for beginning players to come out, play some courses they may have never seen before, uh, learn some rules of the sanctioned side of disc golf, and just kind of get into the community. It's a fun way to step in, uh, if you ask me. Yeah,
0: and when you, when you talk about fanatics, I think about the people that attended both of the Indian Cave Auburn Peru Ironmans when it comes to Indian Cave because that course (laughs) is just like and it was so windy I remember like I hung out down in like this little valley freaking creek type thing just looking for frisbees pretty much the whole day it was (laughs) not fun it was it was miserable but but like you talk about the fanatics, the people that show up for those Ironmans, and those are always the most fun events, man.
2: Yeah, the, yeah they're, they're just having a blast. They're the people that are out right now playing. You know, we have almost a twelve foot of snow here in Grand Island, Nebraska, out there playing as much as we can. So
1: yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't make uh, an Ironman this year. I, I was kind of bummed. I, I, it's always like, you know, like you said, some pop up events will be kind of nice for those that have the schedule open for it. And so then that way your schedule now people can really kind of look at their summer schedule. It's actually kind of this interesting thing. You're like, okay, um, I need this weekend open and this weekend open because there's this event going on and this one going on. And so kind of, you know, slimming down like the, you know, what do you want to call it? The tier one events, the sanctioned on the schedule events um, is kind of nice. And then, Hey, pop-up event let's uh play a couple courses in southeast nebraska or central nebraska so i think that's pretty cool so i mean 2020 seemed like a a great success for everything that was thrown you know disc golf's way um mainly being covid and um and, and anything else that you know could have happened and now we're here in 2021 and um sort of what's uh what's 2021 look like i know cash mentioned some tournaments uh for this year but uh, what's the the skinny on 2021
2: uh i'd say the biggest thing uh that you should see from disc online as an entity this year is we're trying our best to make a bigger step into the social uh, media side of things um we're going to be trying to do this podcast uh We haven't really gone over the schedule as far as that's concerned but regularly uh we're gonna be firing up a youtube channel um instagram facebook we're gonna try our best to just kind of make it more known of what we are and what we do Um, because that's the only way that we're going to reach that broader audience where we're getting people from colorado getting people from iowa getting people from kansas to come to our events we have to have them know about the events um, and the best way to do that is get them to know who we are. Um, also, the biggest thing that we did going into 2021 was obviously going. Uh, 2020 was pretty well organized for us, but this year we ramped it up a little bit more. As far as every one of our events that is sanctioned is actually on disc golf scene already, um, except it, for it one. Is sanctioned, except for one. We're still working on the details of that, but. Uh, I wanted everything, and this was just from my personal experience as far as hitting the road so often, is when you're in that upper level of play, um, you know, your pros, your upper advanced players that are going to, you know, Dynamic Discs Open, uh, Ledgestone, they already have their schedules set in advance, you know, in January or February. So if we are only dropping our registration a month before the tournament, we're cutting out the potential of those out-of-state people to come. So January 1st, all of our registrations were active. And um, so yeah, if you are interested, a disc golf scene, uh disc gauntlet is on it. We have all our events listed on that. I know that we're going to go over the dates of those events um, here a little bit later. But that's uh, for me, at least, that's the biggest priority on my side of things. We have three of us that are co-owners of this. And that's kind of my uh, piece of the pie, if you first see. Um, maybe trying to have a presence online
0: 2021 rolling out man we we got some really great stuff going on as far as like we expanded our team so we got some really great people we had we had man we had great applications across the board and there it was it was a hard decision on a lot of on a lot of people um but like the team the teammates that we got um on our list that we posted is just a solid group of people. And when we talk about like disc golf fanatics, um, I look down this list and that's, and that's who I think of. And, you know, and then there's a lot of people, um, who applied that it's not like, you know, it's a done deal. We're, we're going to be approaching people throughout the year and being like, Hey, still interested, like come aboard. Um, there's a lot of other really good people in the state doing cool stuff. Um, <clears throat> Ramon with Rise, um, he's doing some cool stuff. Um, Hefty is always doing good stuff. And last year we got to collab with Hefty for Disc Golf Day at Mahoney and then at Ashland. So we're looking to collab with some more um, some more other tournament directors just to, to give more disc golf opportunities. Um the 2021 waffles, those disgungling waffles. <laughs> I'm always kicking yeah. waffles. I, I'll um, tell
1: you what, my wife, um, <laughs> she sent me a text um, when you did the waffle for the bag, that uh, Macbeth bag, I think. And she goes, I entered my first waffle and I just <laughs> texted back and I was like, oh no, here we go. <laughs> oh, we've started something. Oh."
0: <laughs> my, my favorite thing about the waffle is like, we, we take, you know, we take it through Venmo too. Um, and like when people Venmo me that aren't like, that aren't doing like the discount waffles, they're like, is your picture a plate of waffles? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, bro. They're like, you know what? Not even gonna ask. <laughs> Not even gonna ask.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, there's so there, there's so many great opportunities and things going on. You just mentioned the fun little thing of, of of a waffle, you know, that you know people can get involved in on short notice and have a little fun. The events and and, and the collaborations. I know we talked about, you know, what what could Disgauntlet Gauntlet do in the future as far as a media presence, and I know that's sort of Cash's kind of avenue. What he's gonna running in Uh, we talked about podcasts uh the youtube the social media accounts and you know this is where i get a a shout out to james uh for the nebraska disc golf podcast did i uh, that's the right title right yeah Yeah, uh you know we were talking about it jake and i were talking about it and cash as well it's like hey we should do a podcast for you guys like let's have this Tournament director led conversation about events and topics that are important to Nebraska, but mainly disc gauntlet sort of mm-hmm. vein of, you know, topic. And uh, all of a sudden, James Fleege puts out this podcast, and it's awesome. You know, I've I've learned more about Nebraska disc golf with his podcast and. So just those opportunities to collaborate and, and work with yep. other individuals, it's it's pretty cool. And I know that's, it seems like a big uh, piece of the pie, almost the whole pie for Disc Gauntlet to be there for the people, for the community. Um, yep.
2: And uh, something, I mean, obviously and it just pertains to how, who we are as individuals. Uh, James Feligi is actually uh, on Team Disc Gauntlet. He applied this year and made it. Um, And what maybe some other people would consider that he kind of beat us to the punch. uh, We didn't necessarily see it that way. Um, We see it as an opportunity to not only support someone in our local area that's doing something to outreach a broader community and a broader uh, spectrum of people, um, it also gives us Another side of things, you know, we're learning more of a history of of Nebraska through James that not a lot of people had the opportunity to do. Um, you know, our plan with this is to uh, conversate as far as what's happening in and around Nebraska currently, um, and kind of comment on what's going on in the disc golf community just nationally and worldwide, um, and also use this as a platform to reach out to uh, individuals that are going to our events um we plan on trying to incorporate part of our like players meetings into this um maybe give some uh details as far as the course uh whether you know what we might be doing for OBS. uh kind of give some insight as far as the the background uh going into our events and also the uh the afterwards you know we can kind of dive into Uh, How we felt like the event went, what we learned from it, or, uh, you know, whatever, however else we feel like talking about with the event It's just giving us another form of outreach to people and being more open, instead of being secluded and kind of working by ourselves, we want to, we want everybody that's coming to our events to know who we are, why we're doing it, and also why the events happening and and what, uh, what about the event they should know about.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. I, 2021, uh, schedule looks great. Uh, yep. disc golf is on the rise, not just in the community, but, uh, nation as a whole. I mean, internationally, I mean, all the new courses going up all around the world and, and tournaments and everything involved. So it's, it's awesome that disc gauntlet is, uh, getting in on the action here in Nebraska. So, I mean, do you guys have any, um, you know spotlight you want to put on anyone right now social media wise uh, for disc gauntlet as well Um, anything you want to put out there
0: i i think a big spotlight goes out to a new team member uh duran Misak. if you guys haven't seen the dies he's doing my lord they are awesome i think i've got three in my bag now
1: yeah i got i got one as soon as i as soon as he posted that you know, well I won't say anything bad here on radio, but as soon as he posted that Cubs uh die, I was like, "Now nah, we need a brewer's one. Give me I need a Yelich. <laughs> give it to me. I need a bomber. So he got he got a bomber on a bomber for me. So yeah, no, he is he is on point and he's learning fast. I mean he's already yep. leaps and bounds. So yeah, that's he's, cool. Uh,
2: he's actually going to um GBO right sorry, D D O is doing a dyer's
1: you won't be uh, the only person to do the GBO I this know. year. I think yeah. we should tally that up and see how yeah. many times we hear that.
2: <laughs> um, but he's actually so they're doing like a dyers um thing. I don't know, I don't know necessarily. So know it's like a it it's like
0: a workshop. Jeff Beatty exactly. was Jeff Beatty yep. was super instrumental in getting that going.
2: So yeah, he's going to the workshop uh and he's he's actually not even playing DDo. He's go he is going down to DDO for the workshop, and then coming back. That's all he's doing. Um, that just shows like, how much he wants to just perfect this dye thing and, uh, and, and make, it, make it his own. Um, and it's just it's crazy what he can do. It's all stencil dyes. I know that he's doing a little bit of the, uh, like the tie dye side of things as well, but man, guys. Yeah, the work he's doing on those stencils is unreal.
0: I've I've gotta I've gotta take a shot here real quick at the baseball dies. Uh when he when he'd sent me when he sent me the Cubs one, I asked him, I said, you know, hey man, I want a, I want a Yankees disc die, but I want one for each of their their titles. And then we realized quickly that's a problem because I don't <laughs> I don't carry twenty-seven discs. So we can't he can't die one for each oh, year for man. me. So I don't know. I don't know.
1: Oh uh, good grief. <laughs> So you got Duran knocking out some killer dyes custom dyes he's he's perfecting his craft right now and I think that's the cool thing about disc golf is you know I I really enjoy it and I'm trying to get better at disc golf every every day every year I I I got goals and I want to you know hit those marks if I can and just you know enjoy it in the process and, and get better um but I also like the media aspect and so mm-hmm. I came out and filmed uh, uh a round of the Ironman, the TO Expressway Ironman and trying to do post coverage now in some Nebraska events, um, just to, to get those events out. And I think that Disc gauntlet is a great platform for that. So you got Duran with the dyes you have, you know, we're trying to do some media as well. I mean, who, who else do we have on that team branching out in doing their thing?
0: Man, M- Emma Arp, I got a shout out Emma Arp. She I, I think she played like in the, in like the FA three division for like one or two events. And then it's been mixed. I think she got an in the intermediate there for a couple times. Like she's just out there trying to get better and competing. And it's super fun to watch.
2: Um, Another person that I would shout out, uh, we had a few out of staters that we had apply and we ended up sponsoring three of them. Um, One of them is Landon bird, uh, Kansas based fellow. Uh, If you are at an event and you see Landon Bird on the registration, you need to go up and say hi to him. Say, you know, Disgauntless told me to come by and say hi. Because this guy, I played one round with him in Hayes, Kansas. And I'm telling you, if there was someone, which we have a lot of people on the team that I would say, like, represent Disgauntless as far as attitude on the course, um, motivation to get better, um, and bettering your brand, this guy screams all of that um he's got shirts that uh he, he goes by the Birdman. um he's got shirts made he's got like minis and this now this is all stuff that uh is just fun it's just he's a fun guy he's a good guy i know that he's uh traveling a lot with his work so uh he's gonna be all around the u.s and um like i said if you see him at a registration uh, at a, for a tournament go by and say hi uh, you won't be disappointed
1: Gotcha. I mean, do we have an equivalent of that individual from Nebraska? So he's the Kansas Is Who's the Nebraskan that fits that mold?
0: The Nebraska fellow.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who,
0: who are you going to, who are you going to throw out there cash?
1: Oh man. We have
2: a lot, like I said, a lot, but um, I know like we, we had a, we, I think we did applications for like three or four hours uh, going over them and I'm not just saying him because he's my best friend, um, but I would have to say it's Caleb Stearns. Um, the dude is just, one, hilarious, but two, um, he doesn't have a, a bad bone in his body. Uh, he he couldn't kill a fly if you asked him to. Obviously, he probably would if you asked him to, but um, you know what I mean. Um, he 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 has a lot of the vision as wanting to grow the sport. He's actually going to be assisting us in the social media side of things as well. Um, but, man, just wears bright, clothes on the course, always having a good time. I know that Jake had a story about him at Siege. I don't know if you'd want to say it, but um, he got he got thrown in on uh, the MP, uh, or sorry, FPO card, the second round at Siege, um, with uh, the guy that was in last place in MPO. Not throwing shade on anybody, obviously. MP40. Um,
0: he was an MP40, MP40 guy. Sorry.
2: And, dude, just first of all he was the he, he instantly said yeah hey I'll do it because we just needed someone to fill in and we didn't want to you know uh, an ma3 person go in and and uh, kind of bog down the card not no no shade obviously um, but you know they're fPO players and we want to make sure that the people that are on their card are around the same skill level um, but man he threw himself right in the mix he was having a, a blast of the time I think that card the second round was having the most fun out of like all the cards that were on the course at the time um, but that'd be my my bid for the fellow of gotcha. Nebraska, Nebraska No I will
1: say you two being Cash and Caleb are the definition of the odd couple when we get out there playing on a on, on a course and it don't it doesn't matter if it's a fun round a sanctioned round if there's skins involved it's just it's it's this beautiful odd couple you know I I I would say you know if I could give a, a shout out to team members when you get into this sport, uh, it is it can be very daunting, especially if you are really learning and you go to a league or you see someone in the park and they're absolutely killing it. They're just crushing it, hitting everything. Putts are going in. You're like, I didn't know that was possible. Like this is a thing uh, to make them outside of twenty feet. Like you know, when you're really getting into it, that, that kind of stuff gets scary. So when I was getting into events, I'd have to say probably the presence of ants and Melissa and Chuck and Kathy like that, that group there. And I I play more with Chuck and Kathy just Mm -hmm. because they live closer to me, but those four, you get them out. And I mean, they travel everywhere. They play courses all over Nebraska, all over the region, but they're just the most down to earth, relaxed, help you out when they can just even kill and love playing with those four. And, I'm glad that when I first got into this and, and leagues in leagues and Grand Island, Chuck was there a few times and you know, got to know him and, and really call him a friend at this point. Um, and those guys have been great. And those are, you know, hopefully we have more and more of those guys and and gals coming out and having that sort of presence and and supporting the the newer players. And because there's gonna be nothing but newer players joining every single year there's going to be more people coming to events and and playing the courses here in Nebraska so I really want to give them a a good shout out
0: yeah and with Ant like man I love playing with Ant because my game always gets better Um, and and like I really love playing events with Ant because because I I you know the way like the courses play sometimes will cross paths and I'm able to watch him throw he's able to watch me throw and after every shot, I know if Ant is around, like, when I throw my shot, I, like, look at him. <laughs> and it's either, like, uh, okay, like, a, a nice head nod, or I can just, like, tell by his face. I'm just, like, oh, man, I just, like, disappointed my dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this, this feels so wrong. I want that shot back, but super fun. And and then, like, like the other the other discount, like, as you know, the Maher's, Richard and Josh, J-Rod. Um, vale Fletcher, like th- those guys have kind of been, been ride or die from the beginning and they're always ready to jump in and help count scorecards or help with vending after an event. Um, and, and really like Disc discount wouldn't be where it is without them. Um, and we, and we'd also, we also need to mention this year, along with like our, our player team, we also have an events team, um, so we got Jesse Cole, Dusty Vru, Nick Whited, um, and Ray Johnson. And those guys are going to throw some really, really kick-ass events this year. Um, so like when you're registering for disc golf scene, I want to put this plug in. For those, for those events who, aren't, uh, who are being run, um, you know, in an in assistant capacity, making sure the courses are ready and everything, um, there's an option on disc golf scene that you can tip your TD. So you can tip those guys. I think it's like three, five, or 10 bucks. I can't remember what I put in there. Um, but all those proceeds just go as like a thank you for the amount of work that, that they're putting in to make sure that these are um, great events that we can't, we, we can't be there um, to always have like the course ready the day before. Sometimes work doesn't let me take a Friday off to yep. just go do whatever I want. Sometimes the wife doesn't let me take a Friday off to just go do whatever I want. So having having people in that place all across the team, our events team, um, that that's going to it already has been super impactful, and it's going to be even more so here in twenty twenty one.
2: and and the biggest thing on top of that, the another reason why we did the tip the TD is uh, we with our model of how we run and uh, events. Um, we don't look, when we do have players packs, we don't look to make uh, our, our money off of those players packs. Um, everything that the players are getting are gonna be at cost of what we got them for. Um, I know that there's a lot of tournament directors that do that as far as, uh, you know, they'll they'll get it at, you know, $10, but then retail it at 20 for the player. Um, I'm not a huge fan of that. I don't wanna give you $15 to, to get me a disc that I'm never gonna use. Um, I understand if I give you $9 and you give me a disc that I'm never going to use, at least I know that I can get my money back from it. Um, So that's something that we do. Uh, And you're only going to see, especially if our C tiers, obviously we're in the works of trying to get some B tier status for a a few of our events. Um, But C tiers, it's just going to be those those recreational and down divisions that will be player pack only and trophy only. They're uh, a minimal um entry fee but you do get a good bang for your buck as far as the uh the player's pack is concerned uh and like i said you're not you don't need to worry about uh us making money off of you that way it's all going to be a hundred percent in, hundred percent out um but as i was pointing out um since we do it that way obviously we will be making money off of the merchandise that we do through our amateurs um but our tds uh will have that nice avenue of the tip to td so Um, if you see that option and you're like, eh, they're going to be making money off us anyway, I see, I understand, but man, uh, they're, they're, they're putting in a lot of work. We've been working with these guys through since probably about September on getting these tournaments figured out and what we want to do. They're busting their butts. Um, they deserve it. Um, we all
0: Jesse Cole. I forgot to throw out Jesse Cole. Jesse Cole is doing a dope thing. Yep.
1: Yeah. You, you, well, you did that with the events (laughs) team members. (laughs) Well, yeah did I? but I, I was gonna I was <laughs> I gonna just it. echo that as well because I yep. love going up to Norfolk those that the norfolk guys I like to call them they got that humming up there as far as their league and and the culture with what they got going on it's awesome so they got good things going on and man it's uh, everything you guys have been talking about really comes back to the player experience yep. and enjoying your time getting involved with disc golf and disc golf events you don't always yep. have to you know you know go to an event but man once you do and, and you go to the right ones you're, you're even more hooked than you were before and part of that's the community and you guys you know got this great thing going um with disc gauntlet and the team members so i mean it's going to be an awesome 2021 i believe so
2: yeah uh i was gonna i was gonna point out onto one more thing uh if you're registering for our events through disc golf scene you'll see that there is an option as well um for an optional event t-shirt Um, Something that we talked about before the podcast, and I will uh, explain here as well. Um, We have a good friend of ours, Corey Honeycutt from Omaha, Nebraska, doing uh, artwork for every one of our events. Um, That artwork is limited, as far as we're not gonna be using it again for those events, Um, so it's a one-time thing. Um, But that artwork will be specifically on those shirts. Um, It's not something that we wanted to take out of player pack or player's money, so that's why it's optional. Um, but for people that like artwork, people that like disc golf clothing, people that just want to support our events, um, that's just another avenue for you to uh, select. They're $15 um, and all those proceeds are going to our artists. Um, so cool way to uh, reach out to the community and support local disc golfers. So if you see those uh, artworks drop and you like them, let us know if you are, if even if you aren't even going to the event, let us know if you want one and we'll, we'll get you uh, figured out. Because uh, they're pretty killer. We're we're about to approve some of the finals of these, and man, they they scream discollet. That's for sure. They scream. <laughs> oh,
0: I can't wait, bro. We are gonna get you a whole new wardrobe <laughs> t shirt. It's gonna be
1: legit. Yep. Yeah, So, you guys got anything else you'd like to add for our first episode?
0: We uh we're working on a little uh, discollet point series as far we're still working out the details but you know you play a buy into this kind of like side pot type thing um and you know we've been talking about maybe doing like a championship at the end maybe doing like some skins at a course kind of like some otb type stuff um just just making it real laid back you know if, if covid ever lets up on this um we'll get back to some of that community stuff like mm-hmm. potluck lunches that we did in 2019 and, and things like that. But, you know, just stay tuned to the discount lid, uh, Facebook page, see what's coming up uh, with all this media stuff. You'll hear more stuff.
2: Yep. Gotcha. Uh, get, get on our Facebook discount on Facebook, uh, be on the lookout for an Instagram. It's on its way. Be on the lookout for a YouTube channel. It's on its way. This will all be stuff that we post on our Facebook. Um, we got a lot of big plans for this year, um, lofty plans, but we're going to do everything in our ability to hit those uh, because we know, we we see the, the trajectory that the sport is getting to. Um, and in my opinion, Nebraska disc golf is uh, behind the curve as far as uh, if you compare it to the states around us. If you look at the communities in Colorado, Iowa, uh, Kansas, they're all, just bussing with with disc golfers and disc golf courses, and I, I jokingly, I, I just got off a of vacation in Texas, and I jokingly said that there was more courses in the Texas or in the Dallas metro area than there were in the entire state of Nebraska, and I, I'm not kidding. Like I think it, it's close. It's it's really close. Um, you know, we live in Grand Island, Nebraska. It's the third largest city in Nebraska and we've got 2 nine hole courses. We're working uh with the city right now to get an 18 hole course, but it just shows like I mean Lincoln has what is it? 2 18s and a nine hole. Omaha has a
0: couple couple nine holes. Oh, right. They've got yeah. like three or four nine holes. And then
2: Omaha has about the same, you know, 3 18s and three or four nine holes. It's just it is crazy to me how far behind we are around with the states around us and it's just it's it's our it's our obligation to to push that along we gotta you know i want 20 30 years from now for people to be talking about us as far as being the pioneers for um the step forward in nebraska disc golf and uh that's kind of why we reached out to a lot of tournament directors in helping run events with us because we don't want it to just be us we want We want us to kind of be the assistant of Nebraska disc golf. We want to be, when people look at Nebraska disc golf, we want it to be associated with disc gauntlet. Uh, Kind of a lot like Arkansas. You see, you know, you look at Arkansas and it's associated with Northwest Arkansas Dynamic Discs. You look at Kansas, it's associated with, you know, Dynamic Discs Emporia. Like, it takes a company to, to reach out and just make that leap to do everything they can to grow the community around us. So...
0: Man, and I just like giving shit away. Like that's the other thing. <laughs> that's I like to do waffles and just give stuff away,
1: man. It's super fun. Yeah, I, I haven't won one of your waffles, so there's been nothing given my way except for the uh, feeling of defeat and lost money. <laughs> but uh I would be it would it would we'd probably get some flack if I didn't correct cash. And say that we're the fourth largest here in Grand Island. We always forget about Bellevue. I just associate Bellevue with Omaha. It's Omaha, but I think you know, technically, there'd be some Nebraskans that wouldn't give us some crap. So I, I had to yeah, do that.):
0: Bellevue. <laughs> The Greater Omaha metro area.
1: There we go. There, there we go. Well thanks guys for joining the podcast.
0: Yeah, for sure, man. Thanks for having us. It was a great time. I enjoy your guys' company.
2: Yeah, I had a great time. Again, thanks for the invite. Uh, Like the socials, sign up for tournaments on disc golf scene, uh, and be on the lookout for anything that we're coming up with here soon.
1: All right. Well, again, thanks. And for everyone listening, thank you for checking out Disc Gauntlet Radio and the first episode, Disc Gauntlet who? Mike
2: Jones.
1: Bounce, chicka, wow wow. We hope you enjoyed the first episode of Disc Gauntlet Radio. Next episode, we'll have part owner, Vale Erickson, and a very special guest joining us. So until next time, we'll see you on the course.